Welcome to the Shotside Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, once again. Uh, special thanks to everyone who listened to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves breakdown. Uh, and if you haven't, stop the podcast right now and uh, go listen to that one real quick uh, with special guests like Adam and Emmanuel joining that one. Um, just real quick, I just want to, if you guys hear any rain in the background, um, you know, there's really nothing I can do about Minnesota weather here. So, uh, you're just going to have to deal with a little bit of uh, rain possibly in the background, maybe some thunderstorms as well. But um, I've also been watching, if you guys haven't been, uh, just the NBA, WNBA uh, playoffs just started. So um, I did catch the uh, New York-Chicago game, which uh, ended in New York uh, kind of shocking them. New York's the seventh seed. Uh, Chicago's the two seed. And New York took game one, 98-91, with uh, – Help from, you know, N- Natasha Howard and Sabrina Ionescu, who both had 22 points to lead New York. Um, and then Candace Parker and um, Kalea Copper just couldn't get it done down the stretch. You know, great game to watch. Um, as of recording this right now, Las Vegas and Phoenix are playing, so the 1-8 matchup. And then I think there's a couple games going on um today uh with the wings and sun game one and mystic storm so keep an eye out for the uh wnba as much as we are an nba podcast here uh we do like to um give our you know you know support the uh wnba as well um but unfortunately i just want to mention this as well you know phoenix will not have Brittany griner as she's still detained in russia it's been 182 days i believe so um you know we hope that she can come back uh safely as well um yeah don't forget to follow us on twitter instagram and facebook and our tiktok at shots aside and send us some ideas questions or talking points uh you would like us to discuss in our at our gmail account at shots aside at gmail.com with that being said, let's get into our third team in the Western Conference and the Northwest Division in the Oklahoma City Thunder. So with the Denver or with the Oklahoma City Thunder here, um, additions for the team, you know, adding, I think they added four uh, draft picks. So Chad Holmgren, who they got with the number two overall pick, uh, great player right there, length, shot blocking, rebounding, can shoot from outside, a um, lot of good intang- intangibles when it comes to Chad Holmgren. Uh, they also picked up uh, Usmani Jang, who they got in a trade with New York. Um, I believe that was the, uh, I want to say, the 10th overall pick. So getting that guy from uh, France uh, who kind of like Chet, you know, lengthier guy who can, you know, rim run. Um, his shot is kind of in the works, but uh, he's a good prospect and uh, somebody that OKC can hopefully turn into a good quality player. Uh, they also got Jalen Williams, actually two Jalen Williams. Uh, the first Jalen Williams um, is a shooting guard, uh, great shooter. Uh, the second Jalen Williams, J-A-Y-L-I-N. Uh, he went to Arkansas center, um, second rounder. So he might not see a lot of minutes uh, this first year, but uh, maybe as a backup center, who knows? Uh, he played pretty good in summer league. Uh, and then uh, if you look at subtractions for – uh, the OKC Thunder, all they lost was pretty much Isaiah Roby to the Spurs, along with uh, Melvin Frazier. 
So looking at this roster real, real quick, um, you know, starting lineup, I have, I mean, this could change too as we as we get closer to the, dead, or to the actual regular season, but uh, right now I have it as Shea Gilgis Alexander as the point guard, Josh Giddy at the two, Lugans Dort at the three, Darius Baisley at the four, and Chet at the five. Uh, bench players, point guards, Trey Mann, Ty Jerome. Shooting guards, Jalen Williams, J-A-L-E-N, the shooter. Um, shooting guard, uh, rookie. Uh, they got Theo Maladon, who will probably play some mix between point guard and shooting guard. Uh, small forward, Aaron Wiggins, Usmani Jang, Kenrick Williams. Power forward, Alexi Pokusevsky, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who, yeah, he could play four and five, I guess. Um, backup centers, Derek Favors, Mike Muscala, and then Jalen Williams. Now that we've gone through the starting lineup and the additions and subtractions, let's get into this breakdown. The Thunder ended up uh, with a record of 24 and 58 on the year. Uh, that was 14th in the West. You know, helped them get the second overall pick in Chet Holmgren. I think this is going to be a big help into their offense and their defense um, after they just finished dead last um, in points per game last year at 103.7 points per game. So uh, bringing in Chet, it's going to add so much versatility when. Um, I mean, just on the offensive end and defensive end, but, you know, having a guy you can play at either the four or the five um, and kind of roll out different uh, rotation um, starting or starting lineups uh, to this team is going to really open up the floor for players like Shea Gilgis-Alexander and Josh Giddy, uh, and even Dort as well. Dort played really well last year. I think he averaged around 17 points per game, so uh, big step from – uh, Dort, especially when Shea was missing time, uh, who was their top scorer. Um, they were also 17-35 in the conference, not very good, 6-10 and 10 in the division. Um, surprisingly, actually, 6-10 and 10 is not that bad in my eyes for how much this team was just lacking talent and also just, I shouldn't say lacking talent, they just had a lot of players that were just, you know, young and not really matured into uh, – the roles that uh, the coach of last year that was trying to implement for them. So, and then they, I mean, pretty even when it came to home and away record, they were both actually completely even. It was, they were both 12 and 29 home and away. So uh, you'd like to see their home fans kind of get into it a little bit more. I know down year, maybe you didn't have as many fan presence as you would like, uh, especially at uh, Paycom arena, but, Hopefully this next year they can up that win total and especially in home games, away games, you know, it's not a big deal if you, if you lose more than uh, your home games, but you, you definitely want to see your team uh, improve in that area when it comes to winning at home. Um, but just looking at the, the roster, just, I mean, I, I really like what I see out of Dort and Shea and Giddy. I think those are the three guys you build around. And then you're adding in four key pieces from the draft in Chet Holmgren, uh, both Jalen Williams players, uh, and then you're adding Usman Jang as well. So 
I think Uzman Jang's going to take a little bit of time to kind of get uh, kind of NBA ready. I know he played overseas in France, so he, he should be already NBA ready. But uh, just looking at Summer League, you know, he didn't really play the best, nor did he really play um, a lot of minutes as well. But I liked what I saw out of Chet in the games that he played. Hopefully, uh, I knew I know he like rolled up his ankle or something during one of the games. So uh, hopefully he can stay healthy uh, throughout the season as well. But he's going to be a big part of what they're trying to do, not only in the short term, but also in the long term as well. Uh, I also liked what I saw out of uh, the shooting guard, Jalen Williams. Uh, I thought he can bring, you know, some versatility. You know, his defense is kind of it's going to it's going to come around eventually. But uh, I think he's going to be out there to kind of be a shooter and kind of space the floor also a very good driver so um great finisher as well so it's going to be fun to see uh Jalen Williams Chet Holmgren uh and then those previous three that I mentioned in SGA Josh Gideon Dort play um I just I think you know in that starting five with Darius Baisley I mean it feels like we've been waiting three I think three years for him to just kind of pop off the scene and and be something special and you know we we've seen some glimpses here and there where he's played well but can he be consistent at doing that every single game I think that's a huge question and I haven't seen it yet so I can't have full confidence in his game just yet Uh, maybe putting him in the starting lineup like I did can maybe give him that confidence to possibly you know have not you know have like a smaller role where he can kind of play off of players like SGA and Josh Giddy, um, and then get wide open shots. But he's going to have to bring it on the defensive end and bring it with his energy and hustle to kind of uh, earn that sp- starting spot if if he does get it um, going forward. But, I mean, OKC's always been, you know, really good at being able to bring in young talent like this. Um, you just look at their, their past years. I mean, notable players are, you know, Everybody knows these guys' names. You know, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Stephen Adams, Reggie Jackson. I mean, I can go on and on about uh, the players that this team, this organization has brought in. And you got to, I mean, you got really got to give Sam Presti his credit because uh, he's done an excellent job as a GM, just um, not only gathering um, those picks and, and assets, but also, you know, hitting on those picks. Um, he's had so many picks over the years. And you can't say that about a lot of teams. A lot of teams, you know, besides like having a top five pick, you know, usually that works out. But uh, he's been hitting in the lottery for so long. And um, you really don't see that out of most organizations in the NBA, at least from a consistent basis. So um, I think Sam's done a great job of of bringing in um, just the young talent they had from last year. Um, and then it's it's going to be on the new coach, Mark uh, Diagnelt. Diagnelt? Uh, hopefully I'm saying that right. Probably not, but uh, new coach for them. Um, we'll see what he can kind of implement when it comes to his game plan on the offensive end and the defensive end. And then I really want to see this this team really get in transition because, you know, scoring only 103 points last year, bottom of the league, um, that means either you're not making shots, and it also tells me you're not pushing as much in transition to get those easy buckets. So um, just getting easier buckets for these young players is going to help them, you know, progress in their in their ability and their confidence. Um, and then, 
you know, once that happens, it loosens up the floor. Then you can go into game plans um, and run your offense and do all the small stuff uh, and kind of keep it more of a of, of an even game. Um, there was way too many blowouts last year for OKC, so you'd love to see them kind of, you know, mature and and keep games closer. Even if they lose those close games, it's still telling me that this team's you know learning from, you know, basic mistakes in the past, which was. You know, when the team would go on a run, um, especially in the Western Conference, they would just kind of fold up and, you know, just be like, hey, we're going to go on to the next game. Um, I want to see a little bit of different mindset out of OKC this year. Um, I know their record probably won't be a ton better. I'm expecting maybe six more wins, maybe finish at 30 and 52, something like that. But um, even if they end up with the, the same record as last year, as long as they show me better effort, and uh, closer games to be able to watch. Um, that's all I can ask for because uh, with with the loaded Western Conference, it's going to be tough for this team to um, string off a number of wins. So um, going forward, uh, it's going to be uh, that much tougher. And then uh, development. I mean, development is going to be a huge, huge um, main corporation into this organization. I mean, you look at last year, they had 26 players um, play some games, at least one game um, for this squad. So um, 26 is way too much. You got you to gotta narrow it down. I know they dealt with injuries. I don't think they had a single player play more than 70 games. Yeah, not a single player. So um, health is going to be another, another big issue for this team as well. Um, I've said this with a number of uh, our previous podcasts as well, but trying to get uh, these players to play at a consistent rate to, you know, gain confidence in one another. Um, it's going to help them um, progress throughout the season as well. Cause I mean, they got the, I'm pretty sure they got the youngest NBA squad um, in the NBA. So, um, you know, young teams, there's going to be a lot of growing pains and it's, it's how are you going to respond to not only the losing, which most of these players, when they come out of college, you know, not not used to worrying about losing because you're usually you have a winning record. That's why you get picked high, um, and you're usually a good player. So coming into an NBA situation where you're playing with the best players in the world, having to compete against them every single night, pretty much, um, it's going to be hard for this for young talent, especially when your entire roster, pretty much all of your starters and bench are under the age of 25. So besides maybe Kenrick Williams. But and Derek Favors, but Derek Favors really didn't play much last year. Um, it's going to come down to just pace of play for this team, um, shooting effectively from the field. Um, they they really didn't have a lot of good. Um, I shouldn't say good players, but uh, they didn't have a lot of players that shot over fifty four percent from the field when it came to um, effect, effective field goal percentage. So that's going to be. Uh, something I'd like them to fix as well, but it's going to come with time. And I, I think uh, the more you uh, kind of see this team as they progress um, past all-star break and towards the end of the season, that's when you should start to, you know, pick up a feel of, of how this team is going to look um, going into the following season. Cause um, this is going to be a, a, a prove it year, prove it to me, prove it to your fans, um, prove it to your ownership uh, that you guys want to win because uh, we've seen over the past you know two or three years since 
they lost KD and Westbrook and James Harden that um, they've just not been able to win games. And uh, I'm sure that's really frustrating for a player like SGA who came into this team after getting traded from the Clippers um, in that uh, Paul George trade, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's he's pretty much kind of like um, um, Tyrese Halliburton who – you know, on the Pacers where he's got a young squad and a couple veterans as well on his team, but it's basically his show to kind of show the Pacers, you know, what their franchise is going to look like in X amount of years. So I think Shea's kind of in that same situation where he's still a young player like Tyrese. Um, probably, I mean, he is better than Tyrese Halliburton at this point, yes, but um, I compare them to the fact that they're young players on a bad team and it's kind of on their shoulders to kind of take this team uh, or their teams as far as uh, they possibly can. So for Shea, it's going to be a lot of ball handling. It's going to be uh, scoring for sure. I think he averaged around 23, 24 points last year. Uh, had some all-star consideration before the all-star break before he started to deal with a little bit of injuries. But uh, getting this team going uh, early and often is going to be kind of his main thing I want to see out of him. Uh, and then also Josh Giddy. You know, Josh Giddy can play some of the point guard too. He can handle the ball, um, check in as well. But I think it's mainly going to fall onto Shea and Josh Giddy's hands as uh, Josh Giddy's going to be more the facilitator. I'd like to see his shot get a little bit better, um, especially spot up threes. You saw a lot last year where he was taking wide open threes, but you'd have a defender closing out and he'd get a, a hand on the ball and, and uh, bl- get a blocked shot. So you'd like to see Josh Giddy get a little bit quicker on his release or maybe, um, I don't want to say change his form because uh, his form's decent. It's just, I think, uh, timing and release point is, is where he's got to kind of get a little bit better with that. And then uh, we saw last year with uh, uh, Dort too, like, Dort's going to be a good uh, defender. He's going to guard usually their best player on the opposing team. So you're going to have that when it comes to defense. Uh, they weren't that bad at defense last year. Um, the thing that hurt was, like I said, the offense. So um, Dort brings you know, a great versatility, two-way player. Uh, worked on his shooting last year, um, career numbers in three-point percentage and in points per game. So... Uh, Dort really improved last year from an offensive end uh, to go along with his already, um, I'd say, top 20 defensive um, prowess that he has in the league. So, um, And then bringing in Chet, too, is going to help with with block shots um, and rebounding, which rebounding, I think they were around top 15, but it's it's mainly because they were turning the ball over as a young team. And then also, um, you know, they were missing a lot of shots, so uh, the opposing team was usually getting a lot more shot opportunities than they were. So that's also, I mean, rebounding isn't that good of a statistic when it comes to how good your defense is. It just shows um, kind of how many shots you're giving up per game. Um, it can come into handy, though, um, especially in the playoff time. But uh, with this team, you're not worrying about the playoffs just yet. So. Um, I think we just need to slow it down for this OKC Thunder team, be patient, um, and hopefully, you know, within the next two to five years, I'd say they can kind of become, you know, familiar with one each other, one another, you know, have good off seasons, good workouts, 
Uh, I'd like to see Chet get a little bit bigger. Um, but, you know, we haven't seen anything out of the rookies yet, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how these rookies perform in professional NBA games because uh, that's what's going to matter going forward. So um, it's going to be really exciting to watch this team going forward. I mean, they're not um, a team that most people are going to watch daily just because um, most of the teams are going to play against. Probably going to have the upper, upper edge on talent and also uh, scheme as well. So um, – it's going to be interesting because, I mean, this ever since this team was founded in 1967, um, well, I mean, I guess it technically it was the Seattle Supersonics and, the, and until uh, 2008 is when they changed their name to the, and moved to Oklahoma City uh, and then renamed it the Thunder. So, um, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be time before this team can get back to uh, where it was with Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden. So um, until we wait, though, um, keep an eye out on the young talent that they have, um, especially players like Chet Holmgren, Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, SGA, um, and then you know players like Jalen Williams um, to look at, keep an eye out for, too, as well. Um, especially in this uh, next upcoming season because um, I, I think players like Derek Favors and maybe Mike Muscala um, and maybe a couple others might get traded just because um, I think this team wants to roll a little bit younger uh, and then eventually when they develop their young players, then they can bring in you know those veteran players to kind of uh, sure up their roster and, and maybe make a playoff push in the future. But before we wrap up, I kind of have five key aspects to kind of keep an eye out for, to look out for when evaluating this team next year. So first one is cohesiveness between the young talent and then also the development with the young talent. So making sure this team develops uh, the way that, you know, Sam Presti had in mind for this team. Um, so that's going to be key to kind of bring in everything you have out of your young talent and making sure that um, they do develop into something special um, going forward in the future. Uh, two is, you know, fighting and battling every game to stay close. Uh, there was too many games last year where it, you know, it was hard to watch. You know, they were down by 20. They'd bring it to 10. They'd be down by 30. You know, they'd bring it to 10. Uh, it, it never seemed like they could keep close with some of these even, even the mediocre teams, um, but definitely the uh, better teams in the West and the East, they had a tough time, you know, just battling and fighting. Um, and that could have been due to injury, but uh, you can't put it all on, on injury. It has to do with the roster as well. So um, that is another the second key point to kind of keep an eye out for. Uh, third is improving the offensive scheme and pushing the pace. Um, like I talked about a little bit earlier, I want to see this team push the pace a little bit more, get a little bit more aggressive in transition, um, get that outlet off the rebound, um, and push the pace. You know, they got players like SGA and Giddy um, and Maladon and Ty Jerome uh, and Trey Mann, who I didn't even talk about. Trey Mann is a great point guard where uh, I think he improved a lot last year, but I want to see a lot more out of him, especially pushing the ball. Um, and also shooting as well. His, his shot looked um, 
you know, at, at times it was good. Um, at times it was a little streaky. So um, having them push the pace is going to help so much with their offense and, and improving uh, that point-per-game average. Four, um, more home wins than road than road wins uh, for the faithful and always energizing fans that, you know, OKC has always been. Um, you know, just just being able to win games at home means so much for your fans. Um, I know that personally as a Wolves fan, just how many years we had losing records, but um, just being able to go to games and, and see your team win and even beat a good solid team or even, you know, a mediocre team. Um, it's really important for your fan morale and also for, you know, the business aspect of things of, you know, ticket sales and, and bringing in equity for, um, your owner. So, um, yeah, bringing in home wins, more home wins than road wins. I know, um, even if they, you know, have the same as they did this year, or I mean, uh, this past year, um, I, I don't think that's going to be cutting it. You know, I think, um, you know, they added great talent and, uh, there's, there's no reason why they shouldn't have more than, um, what was it? Uh, 12 wins at home. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's not going to cut it. So more home wins. That's number four. Number five, uh, is demeanor on the court. Does it look like this team's having fun and enjoying doing so? Um, that's going to be a big factor in, um, getting number four done and getting more home wins is, uh, when you are losing, is your demeanor showing, uh, that you're not, you know, engaged in, uh, the offense or the defensive end? Um, do you quit on your team? Um, those are the main, th main factors I'm kind of looking for. Um, demeanor is, is a key factor and, um, especially for young talent, cause you want to see these, these players keep their head up and, uh, still have fun. I mean, this is, this is a childhood game they've been wanting to play for, for so long. And now that they're here, I mean, you can't take it for granted. Uh, and you got to show you're a pro is pro. And that starts, you know, it's it's tough to say because, I mean, these are these guys are, you know, in between 18 and, and 24 years old. So uh, it's tough for, for me to look at them and be like, hey, you got to you gotta keep a positive mindset about things, you know, because, um, you know, they're still at a young age where um, everything's kind of moving at light speed for them. So um, keeping a, a good morale and, and having um, – that confidence um, in your game and your teammates' game um, is going to be a big factor. So um, those are the five key factors. So one, cohesiveness. Two, battling back. Three, improving offensive scheme and pace. Four, improving home wins. And five is the demeanor on the court. But with that being said, guys, um, that's going to conclude the podcast here for the OKC Thunder. Um, also check out, um, I know NBA schedules just came out, so check your team, check uh, your favorite team, see what uh, their schedule looks like because that's going to impact uh, their wins and losses um, either early on in the season or later on in the season as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We will be posting, I'm sure, something on Twitter, maybe Instagram of uh, schedules for each team. Um, if you guys like that, make sure to comment in the section below if you would like to see that or just do it yourself <laughs> but um yeah make sure to uh watch the WNBA playoffs as well um that's just 
heating up. Um, it's going to be interesting to see uh, kind of who wins that because, I mean, every year it seems like it's it's a different team. It's usually not the number one seed either. So um, keep an eye out for that. Um, also, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at Shot the Side. Send us uh, some talking points at our Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com. Um, we will also possibly be doing some life advice here in the future. Uh, we just uh, got to go through our emails real quick and uh, pick out some ones that are uh, that we actually have some advice about. So uh, keep an eye out for that as well. Um, and then until tomorrow, uh, we'll have another podcast coming out on the Portland Trailblazers. So get ready for that one as well. Um, I think most of them are going to come out. At, I'm going to try to get them out at 8 a.m. Uh, every single morning and uh, but just keep an eye out for that but until next time guys peace Mm